0: Some things have changed. Are we doing a good enough job teaching our children what America is and what she represents? you want an abortion, get one! Younger parents aren't sure that an appreciation of America is the right thing to teach modern children. We're not going to make America great again. It was never that great. When I drive into a neighborhood and there are American flags, it's a message of white supremacy. I'm warning of an eradication of the American memory that could result in an erosion of the American spirit. We need
1: to completely dismantle the police department.
0: If we forget what we did, we won't know who we are. We've got to do a better job of getting across that America is freedom, and freedom is special and rare. Freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of enterprise. As long as we remember our first principle and believe in ourselves, The future will always be ours. Ours was the first revolution in the history of mankind that truly reversed the course of government and with three little words. We the people. We the people are free. Truth. Welcome
1: back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of We the People Radio. I'm your host, as always, James, and joining me is my good-looking host, Mister Alan Jacoby. How's it going today, dude? What's
2: happening? We got a huh? great guest
1: today. Super, super excited for this one. Uh, today we, <laughs> we've got we've got uh, Maryam Hanan. I think I got that correct. I'll probably uh, not. Sound no, right. probably not. We all we already know I'm retarded. We'll we'll hit the button later. But uh, we're very excited to have her on. She's the director of a phenomenal documentary, uh, The Real Timeline, about George Floyd. The host of uh, the show is Truth Lives Here, the podcast. Uh, Welcome to the show, Marianne. Thanks for coming on.
3: Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you.
1: So excited real real quick before before we we get we dive deep into the documentary because i love i love what you did it was fantastic you did such a good job of putting everything together so we can see the whole entire story and i was telling alan pre-show i said it's wild because so many people in this country just have seen the one video from danella uh that's the only video that they've seen um,
2: is so she a millionaire very... yet? By the way, that that girl Danella has she has she hit the million dollar jackpot yet?
3: Danella is still hovering <laughs> under eight hundred thousand. Oh, poor oh, girl. just just <laughs> under
1: eight hundred thousand. Poor girl, poor girl. But before we dive into that, tell us a little bit of, uh, about yourself, how you got into the documentary space, and tell us about your your podcast.
3: Thank you for having me. I. Have a podcast called Truth Lives Here, which I can only do right now once a week. And uh, I lost the channel on YouTube and then found Rumble and found Welcome to the Club. Thank you. Yes. Um, It's becoming normalized now, the censorship, right?
1: The sad, yeah.
3: Ministry of Truth. So I have an eclectic array of guests and uh, I mostly focus, I really enjoy looking on, at the underbelly of transhumanism and I've been covering vaccine safety since 2012 and uh, medical freedom and looking at real health not h-e-l-l-t-h so and I also look at sp- spirituality and and this is a spiritual battle
1: without a doubt and
3: yeah. uh that the spirit has to be cultivated and it's oftentimes overlooked, that aspect in the conversation. Um, And I am a journalist. I graduated from Montreal, Canada. I studied at Concordia. I studied at Simon Fraser University Communications in Vancouver. So you got taught by by the enemy is what you're saying. (laughs) Yes, I did. (laughs) I worked with the enemy for the enemy. I was part of the mainstream. And, and now you're uh, one of us. Well, I was always one of us,
1: one of us, one of us.
3: It's a it's a big onion.
1: It really is. It, it really is. And you got to see under the belly of the beast being there firsthand and uh, see how they operate and the things that they do. Uh, so you got your start. So that's that was your passion for before, like any of this craziness started happening was journalism. Like you were very into uh, media and journalism uh, at a young age.
3: Well, I I like to write and I'm very curious. And uh, as I was coming into myself, I uh, graduated from journalism school and I've been on a spiritual path since I was 13. So my beats were actually Hollywood and sexuality and spirituality. I wrote for like a magazine called Whole Life Times and did some cover stories and also L.A. Weekly, L.A. Magazine, Penthouse, the Hollywood Reporter, Maxim. Oh wow! Detour. I was hustling freelance journalist. I got a job working at MSNBC. Really got into covering internet and uh, technology, like at the get-go of this internet revolution. Mm-hmm. So I even did like a stint at the uh, Ventura County Star, on their te- in their technology department. So many different lives, so many it, different I, lives.
2: This isn't your first documentary. Uh, you, you've done a couple others before the George Floyd documentary, right? Did I read that well, right?
3: I've worked on several different projects such as Plandemic, for instance, and I- Oh, you worked did, with uh,
1: Dr. Judy Minkovich and Dr. David Martin.
3: I did research for Mickey. And, oh, wow. Uh, of course, I was aware of Dr. Judy. Um, since I've been covering and in this space for a long time as an OG. And I feel like the way God works through me is that I'm a little bee on the wall and I see a lot of like one subject from a lot of different angles and try to give like a holistic perspective, but came, I guess, from the left in a sense of was part of the mainstream, Mm -hmm. right? So I worked for MSNBC And I just got disgusted with the way they covered the news, how salacious it was.
1: How Um, long ago was this?
3: I graduated in 96. I uh, basically came to the States and was an illegal immigrant. And I wrote a piece called I Do, I Do Lost Love and a Green Card about how I got married twice. They were legitimate relationships, but they were really impeded on by my need to stay in the country Hmm. so I I used to write a lot of just you know for penthouse a lot of exciting stories like I'm sure that was a fun
1: experience
3: they were all stories that I pitched I worked as a researcher for September Films which is a UK company and uh I didn't have a shaved head or tattoos so (laughs) they used to say you're all secret weapon you are a secret weapon, Miriam. Uh, so I used to go and like hang out with the madam and go and talk to a pimp, and it was about a it was a series about the city side of LA. And because I I grew up in such a kind of sheltered Egyptian household that I it wasn't raised Muslim, but you know my my parents were strict, particularly my dad, that it was kind of like just this voyeuristic look at the underbelly of LA and uh and then actually was writing for a column called The Unrepentant Voyeur in hmm. Penthouse. It was like such a different life
0: <laughs> than uh,
3: then living under the apocalypse in the New World Order.
1: <laughs> yeah, no ki- no no kidding. So so you were you were aware of what was going on while you were in college or while you got into the professional world uh like as far as the corrupt
3: no i wasn't sorry i didn't oh, go ahead.
1: we're from new I york wasn't. jump in whenever you want
3: <laughs> i'm from montreal so um we swear
1: a lot oh welcome to the club this is
3: yeah but it's more acceptable for dudes let's just be honest
1: <laughs> yeah in a way but you're in good company here
3: Thank you. I have my mom's voice at all times. Mary, why are you so vulgar? Don't say the don't say the f word. It's not nice.
2: Sometimes, like sometimes, sometimes I get a I get a a, a boomer uh, listener that that uh, likes to scold me sometimes for dropping. The f word. I don't even do it really? that often. Yeah, and then that annoys me more than anything. Is that I'm unapologetic. If you don't like it, well then, yep. And, you know? and then
1: I then I do this when they when they start getting loud in the chat.
2: Shut the fuck up! You you could see the level of vulgar that we can get, but we're yeah, laughing. we like
1: to have we like to have fun in our oh, show okay. here. Okay, um, great. So you, yeah, you're in great That's company. Awesome. So then, so so you were saying it was it was later on. It wasn't like right away or in college that you started seeing all of the corruption and the evil that was going on. Because you said you covered Hollywood and the sexuality in Hollywood. Uh, I actually wanted to ask you a little bit about that as well. But when did you start to realize like something was off?
3: I would say with the bees. Um, I, I think I was, I knew I was an old soul, and really cultivating. Individuation. <laughs> so really going within and doing, uh, self development work, which really is individuation in the sense of like today you think that you have purple fucking hair and that makes you an individual, yep. but right. you're like a cookie cutter, um, you know, robot in Westworld. So
1: without a doubt.
3: That kind of gave me the fortitude and um, more on the health journey as well of then having a very rude awakening of getting hit by an SUV in a crosswalk and and, uh, being dragged 50 feet and waking up with a whole bunch of broken bones and uh, a metal rod in my leg so i was a dancer and i I think i was very um uh, impetuous at at times and uh that was like a rude awakening and it was an initiation into the western medicine world because i grew up in canada which Mm -hmm. was socialist yeah and and didn't know it was like a step from communist but at the time health was a, a given and uh, I
2: saw the way they Uh-oh, Oh, she froze. Oh no. We'll give her up oh, she'll she'll come back in. Is she
1: Yeah, it says you're connect. yeah, we can hear you. you're not you gotta go back out and back back in. It says your connection is uh on fire right now. Yes,
2: yeah, so just click out and come back in. Sometimes this happens with the yeah. with the internet connection we'll see if we get her back. We'll get I, her hope back so. I
1: hope so. I got a ton of, we didn't even get into the documentary. Yeah, I wanna, and
2: I, I, when she gets back, let's, let's, let's dive into, I want we got to get into this documentary and I know she's, she's with us for an hour. I'll see if we get her back and then we can get into, uh, you know, the whole timeline she did and, and, and stuff like that. I know.
1: Yeah. Cause uh, I, I, I do, I do want I do want to talk about what she covered in Hollywood as well, but we, we, we brought her here to cover. That uh,
2: might be that That could be a whole other show, probably. I, I know
1: I, we, we might have to have her come back on, um, because we only got an hour today. Uh, but uh, the documentary was fantastic. I spent uh, I watched it yesterday and I rewatched it this morning so I can uh, have it fresh in my mind. And it, I thought it was very well done. The, the timeline was great, and I, even even myself who paid attention and we covered the story at, at nauseum. Uh, there was parts of the timeline that I was unaware of. Up uh, oh, here we go. Here, there yeah. we go. Now she's got fresh green <laughs> green uh, yeah. signal. You're 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 good to go.
0: It's, it's okay. Technology. I'm back.
2: I, I think we would just we would just talking. We should we want to get into the documentary and like the your 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 timeline and everything. And like well, I guess what what made you decide? What sparked your interest? Because I know noted in the documentary, it was like from day one. What sparked your interest to to dive into this whole George Floyd uh, issue? I like to affectionately call George Floyd the patron saint of fentanyl
1: fentanyl floyd
3: Yeah, fentanyl floyd FF, yep, FF. my guy,
1: my guy, the second coming according to these vocal leftists. yeah, it's, so, it's unbelievable Messiah. yes, it's it's crazy. no, I was just saying right, right before you came on, we we I, we both watched it. it was it was fantastic. I, I was saying how even. Myself, who covered the story at Nauseam, there was parts of the timeline that I was even unaware of. Um, so what what got you started diving into Fentanyl Floyd?
3: That's great that you've done. I, I love talking to people that, you know, because I feel like I've opened up the, the floor to be able to have a, a deeper conversation, a more realistic conversation. And it's really in retrospect, you can look and say like, they had all this footage why didn't they lay this out there were yep. a few attempts but it's almost like someone should make good good use of the footage and the the sheer just uh, people are i guess impressed that or in awe that oh you could buy you bought the footage from the government
1: i was gonna ask you how how you got all that footage uh, that was one of the questions i wanted and, to find out because you, you had you had everything
2: I bought it from the government. But well, when you say the government, did you buy it from you? You're talking about the local, the local government.
3: Minnesota, yes.
2: Okay, That's but
3: like- for all intents and purposes, we know this is a grand, uh, a broader. Uh, oh, of course, uh, yeah. Oh, I'm just
2: yeah. curious how you actually like, yeah. got the
0: point. Yeah,
3: it's of- isn't it? You know, um Zach Voorhees would tease me and say, "Mimi, you're obsessed," but I would inside of me roll my eyes because a real investigation and real investigators it takes fucking time hello Mm -hmm. and you have to be detail oriented and it's really unfortunate that we're living in this mediocre age where details are not considered and drawing connections especially today's go ahead yeah no especially today
1: with the technology that we have, it's it's unbelievable. And, uh, you know, you see the investigation that they did and what they were presenting, like they the whole story about Mr. Adam. That was something that I wasn't aware of, that he was. Uh, he just said he wasn't there, but there's camera footage of him hanging out in the store, in, multi, in multiple different time, time time frames of the story. Um, they left so much out of that. And we I was saying to you when we started the show, with the George Floyd footage, I would say the majority of the public, the majority of everybody who knows about George Floyd, whether even even if you're aware that he overdosed on fentanyl and you're aware of the majority of the story that we've been covering for a long time, um, most people only saw the the Darnella footage. They only saw her camera angle with Derek Chauvin uh, with his knee on the neck. No one saw him. They saw maybe him did the, the funny memes of him dancing in the store. Like they saw all that. Uh, but but not in detail and, and in chronological order how you laid it out. It was it was very well done to see the entire story like it was what an hour and a half of time. An, frame hour, tw-
3: an hour and five minutes.
1: Of time, yeah. Of time frame that was actually laid out in that time. Oh
3: yeah, and, probably less. Sorry, but because of my narration.
1: Yeah, but uh, I'm they, saying like they, the actual event itself. It was like it was less than an hour.
3: Yes, so about an hour. If it started at seven thirty-three, and let's say, uh, yeah, eight thirty-three. A little, a little more than an hour. Um, if you include like the still of Derek which puts him at 9.05. It's really by deconstructing the timeline, and it, this is, it's very important to relay this goes with a book. I really need to finish the book because I want to move on from George Floyd. Yeah. Not that I'm not enjoying this, but it's very time consuming. and. Um, However, I have to finish and uh, do a thorough investigation. And uh, I'm at the point, I'm covering the federal trial in, in the book, which really showed me how this was also a drill, a duty to intervene drill and a kind of post-mortem. Uh, that trial was like kind of a deconstruction post-mortem, really looking granularly at the uh, manual And using Mm -hmm. this event as an opportunity to change policies or bills, rather, all over the country, for reals. And so they're banking on fatigue, you know, the the crowd that's all uh, lefty-worshipping George, um, that's fine. But for the people who are paying attention, they're not paying attention. Meanwhile, it has really real repercussions on Mm -hmm. us. So it's too bad And I could assure you that you haven't seen the timeline like this, the event like this. So, and 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 think about it.
2: You just said something about how the left wants wants people to view this. Nobody, they don't want. When you have a narrative to push and and a story to twist for uh, the ultimate goal of causing this conflict in America, this. This like deconstruction of society by race—they don't want people to see the timeline like you laid it out with all of the people and the details involved. They don't want—they don't even want to acknowledge the fake twenty-dollar bill that George Floyd tried to use. They don't. Where? They don't yeah. Know. Where
1: did it come from? What? Why did was, he have it?
2: Not even that. Who cares how he had it? Like I don't even care how he had it. My, my whole thing with George Floyd is he—he he was a. Uh, he's a career criminal um he went into the store he tried to pass 20 dollar bill they called the cops they, he re, he resisted P- most people don't even know about the arrest where he acted the same way back in 2016 which is in your documentary where, where have where have they ever really covered that in never. the mainstream media they never they never like he acted the same way at a car stop in 2016 as he did right then and there i think it was 2016 right then and there
0: liz
3: Liz collin wrote a book she was married to lieutenant kroll i i haven't uh finished reading it and like the way i work is like i want to devour every single thing i can because i'm scouring for details Mm -hmm. and things to paint a a more realistic picture so I'm I'm very Yeah, very, very thorough to understand and look at it from all angles. And I also had suspicions that some of them were correct. And, you know, I I was mistaken about Maurice.
1: So, yeah, Yeah. I wanted to talk about Maurice. Uh, You were able to track him down fairly easy or was that pretty difficult? Like he was in prison.
0: It wasn't easy
1: yeah I didn't, <laughs> um but he, he's got an interesting story like you could tell he didn't want to testify on derek Chavon's behalf but when he spoke with you on the phone call it was almost like he was spitting the same narrative that we've been like it's a, it, the whole thing is a setup like the whole thing but like,
3: that's the, yeah. So that's sorry that's a good point because it's not it's actually these these realizations that maurice has with me over our months of talking together
1: well this is over over an extended period of time how long were you in contact with maurice it wasn't like one maurice phone call. just and-
3: called me before the show get so out of here yeah i've been speaking to maurice and uh, yeah he really shows me the fucking hypocrisy of black lives matter because i would love to give maurice a chance and that's the thing it's like i don't care if someone's a drug addict or it's like if they realize their ways um and maurice got the big shaft and i i sat in on his hearing via zoom because that's the way we do things now in this mm-hmm. justice right. world right so,
1: so
3: maurice got five years and it's been hinted to me that maybe it's because we were speaking. I, I know that may sound arrogant, but that's what I was. That's
1: assuming. how these people work.
2: They need to silence me. He he's in jail now?
3: Yeah, he's in jail. He's in jail because they used him. And, you know, looking at the story through the eyes of Maurice and having my own suppositions or suspicions about him, because, you know, how I found him was by listening to what he's talking about on the street. And I'm like, who's Mr. Adam? Who, why does he keep saying Mr. Adam? And mm-hmm. where did Maurice go? So I went and like on the docket, the docket, I, I retraced, like you can read police reports or read, um, just read them for patterns, yeah. even with the redactions, right? So looked at the docket and saw that this guy, Maurice, like basically escapes and gets arrested June 2nd and then he had outstanding warrants. They're all dropped all his charges and the cases are sealed. So right away I'm like, okay, it looks like you made a deal with the government, right?
0: Mm -hmm.
3: And uh, then they say that he has the beginnings of intellectual disability. Yes. So as I say in my film like all uh, mentally ill convicted felons of course you go on good morning America.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? So really, really quick not to Yeah. Just for context for people that are watching and listening who haven't seen the documentary which by the way the uh was it uh George, George Floyd documentary.com. Documentary. But listen for cuz people that don't know who Maurice is and and, and yeah. Mr. Adam just yeah. give a just just explain you know who, who the players are, like what you, what did you, what like Maurice, cool
3: Maurice, and Shawanda Renee Hill were with George that day, and Officer Peter Chang conveniently kept them across the street.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, so I'm just making a note to myself. Um, yeah, he was kept, he never even, Peter Chang never even had an official police report. So he kept them across the street, and I was listening to the videos over and over again. So all of these different vantage points, just watching over and over again to see things that others don't, like the Tutau, um signal. The hand signal. signal,
1: that was, I wanted to talk about that. That is wild. Isn't it? What do you think? I, I That looked like a hand signal to me. I, and you see all in unison, like, Danella's hiding behind the bus stop and filming it, like, trying to be secret. And then all of a sudden, he makes that hand movement. He, he literally goes like this. That's what it shows on his body camera body cam footage and the footage from the camera across the street. And all of a sudden, in unison, four people, including Darnella, walk in to continue filming. It was, it was so let, eerie.
2: So let's say that was a hand signal because um, we, we can interpret that so many different ways where he was actually telling bystanders to come closer, who were filming. What, how, I guess, how would, how would you interpret that? Well, what that could possibly be?
3: Well, I think with like all of these moments to, add, to if I show how I came to these, to, to see this. So I was watching the law the milestone footage from across and, Watching it and just like it's a great angle to kind of take in something, mm-hmm. and so I see them moving in unison. And I'm playing it over and over again. And I asked, I asked Zach for he's what do you what do you think? And he's like, No, Mimi. And so I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm gonna go to his camera. I'm gonna go to his camera, and I'm gonna see because he's not gonna be talking. So I'm gonna see what happens. So the fact that I had that intuition and then i see him do this like i'm sorry it's just
1: in the why context of what's happening go ahead alan
2: why why do we think he would do that if 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 in fact he was giving a hand signal to, to have bystanders that he knew were recording to come closer it's- Would it be because he knew something bad was happening and he wanted He's the
3: designated – it's a live exercise. It's a drill, and he's the designated um, self-described traffic controller, traffic – human traffic cone is what he calls Mm -hmm. himself.
1: And And so – what got me was what he was saying, what, what what they were saying about when they moved him in the ambulance. They said, "Oh, the, the crowds weren't that wild," uh, but then they moved him because the crowds were too wild. They couldn't resuscitate him right there on the scene. They had to get him out of there because the crowds were too crazy. Um, go ahead. In
3: in the federal trial, as as I'm covering it, and. I'm just getting pool notes. Unfortunately, I wasn't there. And instead of just getting one pool reporter, I signed up to four or five so that I can cross reference and then use all my context to try to understand. And I was like, why are they going so granular? They're talking about ketamine. It's like, I was trying to think about this event. And the way it's designed, if it's like cosmic or manufactured, it's like a Gordian knot. Like every time you think that there's like an answer, there's a counter thing that kind of like locks it up. That's the best way I can, I can come mm-hmm. exp- explain that. But in any case, if it is a live exercise and Tao and uh, Chauvin are orchestrating something, there's rookies. So the rookies don't know. It's revealed in the federal trial that live exercises sometimes have accidents. And they are, thanks to Bill Gates, we know that they're supposed to be as realistic as possible. They, you know, like Mike Pompeo said, we're in a live exercise.
1: Yeah.
3: So you could have um, this new fangled live exercises that not all the participants know the full extent of what's going on. And they admit in the trial that sometimes there are accidents. So I say and I pose perhaps the psychological operation. Went wrong or very, very right, because. Maybe only some people knew that there was a a sacrifice being made. Given some other evidence that I found to hint of hush money, there there seems to be some inklings of of this being planned. And perhaps uh, perhaps George thought he was going to wake up.
1: So the way George was talking, it seemed like he uh, knew he was going to die. Like in that documentary, you really showed a great. Uh, a couple of great clips of right before they were trying to the first time they were trying to put him in the car and he was screaming, I'm claustrophobic. I'm claustrophobic. Um, it, he said, uh, There was one thing that he said right before he jumped in, and it's slipping my mind right now. And you you even paused it and replayed it because of the way he said it. It was something about him dying, and I forget exactly when he what
3: says, it, I'm scared as fuck when I stop breathing. When I stop yes,
1: breathing, it's yes, when, when I stop and... breathing. Right. Yeah. Like, like yeah. he already knew he was going to stop breathing and he was acting super erratic. He was all over the place. Uh, and, and the clip of him doing it in 2019 before that, like this, this is a pattern.
3: Yeah. So if they said, um, we're going to make you Rodney 2.0, you know, that thing that you did in 2019, do it again. This time keep say, keep saying, I can't breathe. Uh, knowing that at one point it's going to become real. And uh, so it it goes, you know, some people think that George Floyd is alive. I, I'm not one of those people. Um, <laughs> given, Neither am I. Given, but I do think it perhaps the plan wasn't that he was going to die or that certain people didn't think he was going to die. Or you could say also that if there was a hit on him, as a B story, you know, there's a money laundering Mexican cartel operation going on. And Derek is wanted for tax evasion and tons of unaccounted money. There's counterfeit money that nobody knows where it comes from. There was 901 dollar bills caught in January 2020. Um, all the and that <laughs> operation- was from China,
1: correct?
2: Yeah. All that, the operations, that. yes. So, with this could have been? Let's just go. Let's go down a whole a, a rabbit hole for a second. Like, so this guy, Mister Adam, who owned Cup Noodle, what was it called? Cup Noodle, right? That's a place. <laughs> cup, cup, cup food, cup, cup food, cup noodle, <laughs> cup same yeah. thing, cup something. Yeah, they so- sold cell phones and tablets, and <laughs> right.
1: they serve food. Like <laughs> it was a wild. Let's I was looking for- at it. I was like, this is a wild store. So this guy, yeah, Mr.
3: Western Adam, Union, you know? and um, yeah. And fix cell phones, and they do they do shit in their mosque downstairs. Right, Right.
2: a little girls. So this this guy, Mr. Adam, who they conveniently kept leaving out of everything, out of the main store. Nobody really know who knew who this was, the manager owner of the store. Maybe this was a but and blew up in everybody's face. It wasn't. It wasn't supposed to happen the way it did. Maybe the money laundering thing with the counterfeit money was being done through this store, Mister Adam's store. Derek Chauvin maybe was involved, and they needed a fall guy, and this was perfect. Let's let's get the money into this. Into this criminal's hands, and he can be the fall guy. We didn't expect him to die. He died. It went away. Everybody took video of it, and then these these cops ended up in jail. Derek Chauvin, maybe a cro- crooked cop, was involved heavily. What do they call them? The 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 war the, the warlord or something? The precinct.
3: There? See, but I I'm not. I don't have evidence to that. I, I'm no, not
2: presenting. I'm, I'm just spitballing. Like maybe that <laughs> could be. A, a, like a, a one interpretation of the events is maybe they were all in in, in on it they needed a cover-up but the cover-up blew up in their face where George Floyd ended up dying because he had a bunch of fentanyl in his system and you know I, I don't believe that Derek chauvin his actions caused the death of George Floyd I believe that the, the he died of a drug overdose however I think maybe the anxiety and the the struggle with the police um uh exacerbated the reactions of the overdose causing his death
1: yeah it was I stressing think. his heart out for sure
2: panicking. I don't, yeah i mean i, I don't know I, how, uh, what, yeah. what i
1: never understood what i never understood because if that is the case alan if it it, it it just let's just say that is the case i i don't i don't i don't feel that way as much but uh what i don't never got is you could clear like the guy was erratic screaming like screaming Mm -hmm. all different types of things mommy uh or mama i can't breathe just get off like put me in the car like everything he was screaming all of a sudden he just was quiet like no noise and just looking at him you could see the guy is not conscious anymore Mm -hmm. um and and they just stood there like even the 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 bystanders the one the the one guy who trains he said he he trains with a lot of the guys at the precinct uh he's like yo (laughs) he's not moving like at, at one point like you got to pull your knee off and check for the guy. So like check to see if the guy's alive, like, yes. and, and, and
3: Alan- the operation is for him to, to pass out yes. in conjunction with, the uh, I can't breathe, which is why Derek shows up at the hospital to check things out mm-hmm. because, you know, the fact that he's pretty much dead on the scene, but for optics, they, uh, continued um, but when you really look at what they're doing in there, what the fuck are they doing? Like you can't operate the striker machine in. I didn't put this in the film, but it's also the oxygen bagging is only done properly. Once the fire truck comes, fire department is not supposed to be there because EMS is there. And even the cops well, says, what are you guys doing here? Who called the fire truck? Yeah,
1: the cops even so, said that.
3: Like well, that all, that all like, depends, the In reality,
2: app. hmm.
1: So That's Alan used to be an EMT in New York yeah. city. So he's, uh, yeah, he's I, very I, familiar with I, this. I really and I wanted to get his
2: in the city and I, I've, I've been into some hairy situations and first of all that striker is the company. They make stretchers. They make yes, that CPR millionaires. And 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 that that CPR machine, you know, I was old school. We didn't have that thing. We did chest compressions. That thing is ridiculous, stupid to set up. I I, I think it's the most one of the most ridiculous devices they for emergency medical services. If and I and I was saying is I'm watching it. Is if my partner pulled that thing out and say we use this now, I would have thrown it out the back door. Now typically, now that the fire department showed up, that could be a couple things. You could have had uh, one one of the paramedics ask for the fire department for yeah, helping and that's assisting.
3: What yeah, yeah. That's, so what that,
2: that's not uncommon. And sometimes, depending if they put it over, if it's a cardiac arrest, respiratory arrest, mm-hmm. depending on how the agencies work together in their response system, they'll sometimes say, oh, we will send, they'll call it like a medic engine and, and where the guys on there are, say, first responders or EMTs to help assist the paramedics. Listen, you have good paramedics, you have bad paramedics, you have paramedics that panic, you have paramedics that are deer in the headlights, and you just have paramedics that are really crappy at their job where like when they in your in your documentary when they initially showed up like i was just going through what i would have done when i was there yes it's a load and go situation we're not doing cpr on the street i don't care if it's 10 people or one person this is a uh it was a, a a subject with the police and there might be people hostile scene safety my ass is more important than anybody here get them in the ambulance and we'll start doing what we have to do i don't have a problem with that what I do have a problem with is they didn't even check his airway or a pulse until they got him on the stretcher and into the ambulance. They wing. moved him around a bunch yeah.
1: before they did that.
2: Right. right. You know, I mean, where me, I know what I would have done. I would have a guy that size would do something called a sternum rub where you, you really rub into their sternum. Cause typically if they're unconscious, they'll still feel that and move around a little bit. And you know, other things and make sure that they're breathing, have an airway. You want to control their airway. It was just very odd of what was going on. I don't think it was anything nefarious going on as far as the medics concerned. I just think that it was a real weird situation because if you notice, one thing I did notice throughout the entire thing from the moment the EMS showed up and in the ambulance and the cops, Mm -hmm. it, it was eerily quiet on that scene. It was besides people on the sidewalk it was very quiet. It was quiet. It it, it was eerily quiet. Like there wasn't a lot of talking going on, which was odd to me, but they communicating
1: between the police officers or anything. Like when they were trying to push him in the car, like there wasn't much communicating. It was just like them talking to George, and uh, but they weren't communicating with noticed, each other.
2: One thing I noticed that stuck out is how many times did the police say he probably OD'd and was suspicious of him being on something. Now maybe I missed it, but I did not hear that communicated to anybody on the EMS crew, because now had someone had said, "Hey, we think he OD'd on something. Maybe this fentanyl involved. Maybe whatever it is, I would have immediately probably blasted him with Narcan just to Love see if that, the yes. reaction."
3: And the truth is that those cops in Minneapolis are also equipped to carry Narcan and that the idea would have been that they would have known better.
4: Yeah,
1: they said it multiple uh,
4: times.
2: Yeah. Which now, those police officers on scene, that all of them that were on scene, was it confirmed that any one of, because maybe not all of them have it now, because I know they have to be trained, but did... Was it confirmed that there was, before the ambulance got there, was any of those police vehicles or, uh, equipped with Narcan, and were there any of those officers there trained how to use it? Do we confirm that at all?
3: The thing that is confirmed is that in Minneapolis, you are trained for Narcan and that you're equipped to have it on you. Out of the academy, All, all officers? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So the fact that that was held against them, and that's the thing that the – the manual is rife with inconsistencies. It's just ridic- ridiculous to use these uh, rookie cops via proxy and mm. uh, punish them for basically not doing enough. Especially when you have Thomas Lane say, "Roll him over. He's passing out." Like, and so now, in retrospect, you know, it's it's like the one profession where it's like. You know, I'm just doing my job. Well, no, you should have done more than your job. You should have, like, intervened. And now, as a result, we've changed laws in uh, seventeen, eighteen states uh, about mm-hmm. excessive force. And so that's the thing. That's the nefarious thing, to see the way in which this is used, this yeah. is amplified, and then to reverse engineer it and see... You know, because on one end of the spectrum, you can think that this story is co-opted after the fact. And then on the other end of the spectrum, think that it's entirely fake. And I'm on neither side of the f- spectrum. And I, I have to, as a journalist, bring receipts. And only like in the my book at the end will I say what what I think, especially now that I get to see it, which is was the, the aim. Like, I just want to see this. Mm-hmm. i want to see it laid out i'm really into time and chronology and then i can have a standing theory um and couple that also i think this federal trial wasn't very covered but it was very odd the way in which uh they uh they just scrutinized they
1: the it was covered in a, in a way where it wasn't covered that the actual substance wasn't covered. Yeah. It was just like Derek Chavon is this racist cop covered like here he is guys like parading him in front of the world. So they can push their narrative. That, that's no, but all I'm talking, I saw. I'm talking
3: about the three federal. The, the three officers, the federal yeah. trial There's well, Derek Chauvin's right. There's uh, there's so many fucking Trials.
1: Oh yeah, none on. of that was covered they, But yeah. that's what I'm saying, the coverage that they Gave yeah. us was just, hey here's Parading Derek Chauvin uh, uh, on the Media, nothing else, like sweep everything else under The rug.
3: Yeah, in fact just Before also the show The um, Tao has asked For, the, the state Has just put a 32 page <laughs> Brief on uh, To Tao's um case but I, I haven't read it yet i i have to i need to do that too um to, so, to understand super
1: busy over here
3: yeah <laughs> not enough time i'll no. tell you if that chip wasn't nefarious i would want to so- process information faster
1: we got about, we got about 15 minutes left with you. And I wish we had more time because there's so many I questions. I will come
3: back when I'm not harried. We'll, we'll ha-
1: yeah. We'll have to have you come back on. Cause I want to talk to you about the transhumanism. I want to talk to you about your coverage in Hollywood. Uh, you've, you've got, you've got quite a, a, uh, an experience, a life experience under your belt and uh, someone I would love to pick <laughs> their brain because those are all things I've been studying for a very long time. And uh, someone who's been in the belly of the beast, you're probably filled with information that I'd love to hear. So. Thanks. I want to circle back to Maurice because you have a very interesting relationship with him, uh, which I find fascinating. Uh, first off, I the, do
3: too. <laughs> uh, relationship.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, what what really stood out to me was in the conversation that you had with him. First off, it was very odd that you. It was very interesting that you not odd, interesting that you dedicated the the whole documentary. It was almost like you were trying to tell the truth for him at the end. Like it was like, wow, maybe she's like. Helping him get his story out in a way, and no, I was curious if that I, was no, the case. No, that's
3: not the what I meant. Oh, Sorry. Okay. No, I'll no, I'd you. love to
1: hear. Yeah, I'd love to hear why.
3: Um. Yeah, it's it's one he wanted me to write a book for him, and he's in jail, and um, there's it's like we connect, but I wish I could tell him more, and I feel like over the months that we've talking, um. There's been like really an earnest, but I know that he knows things that he can't tell me and that maybe him talking to me has helped put him in the situation. Um, we have obviously we have disagreements because if he really thinks that his bro didn't do drugs that day, then there's some disillusionment going on. But I, I do feel that I see the hypocrisy of the government. I called Benjamin Crump. Nobody gives a shit about this black man's life. And nobody gives a shit about George Floyd's life, really, because if they really cared, then they would even see that the story of who George Floyd is, is using other people. They're using, they're creating a composite. And they say that he played at Yates as number 88, but that was Floyd George. And uh, there's a man that I interviewed that was a boy that went to that game and heard them say Floyd George, and he laughed he and his brother because it reminded them of George Floyd, of boy George. And so basically you, you have the media with the complicity of the government creating an amalgamation of mm-hmm. who George Floyd is and so it's fake in a sense of like, this is what is going on here? What is the purpose of all mm-hmm. of
2: this? Look at the extreme they so, went with. I mean, they erected statues of a guy who held a gun to a woman's head and who overdosed on fentanyl. Who was used by the media and the government to push this narrative and this giant racial divide in America. And they were all complicit in it.
3: Yeah. And why? I mean, to fool the people. And so I really, I I thank George for teaching me so much um, because I think pre-Rona, even though I was, I escaped to Costa Rica because I knew something like this was was going to happen. And I
1: wish I went with you.
3: I I wish I didn't come back. Medical martial law. I'm trying to go back there. I'm gonna escape, I think, America. I'm sorry to say. But it's funny I want to you said Costa
1: Rica, because that's what I told my father I was going when I was 19 years old, 15 years ago. I was like, when shit hits the fan, I'm going to Costa Rica.
3: Okay, well talk, James, because I have good lay of the land. I just need I need help tri- getting to the like,
1: oh I'm the still airport. fighting here right now. I'm still okay, there's I'm still fine. plenty of fight left, but uh I'm
3: going I might go to Mexico. I'm just gonna take a little bit of C B D. Do you guys Go,
1: take C- CBD? C- absolutely, I was smoking. We we uh, one of our sponsors is Serious CBD. It's absolutely unbelievable. Uh, my good friend, he's got uh, he was a Delta IV sniper and has severe PTSD and got off all of his medications that he was prescribed from the VA and just takes Serious CBD. Now my dog takes it every day. Um, yeah. it's, it's saving medicine
3: came after me first being one of the first of, for selling CBD in the online space really? in 2016.
1: Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. It's a, it's a crazy space. And now it's now it's sold legally everywhere and it's wild. It's, it's absolutely wild. You can wild. buy it
2: at the corner stores now. You can buy it everywhere now. Yeah, everywhere. but yeah, is it,
3: it, is it liposomal? Is it organic? Is it?
2: Yeah. Oh, it's, full it, of the, a lot the, of it's the, snake oil.
3: Yeah, A, lot, it's of a it's- lot of it is saying, that's the irony that they went after the real people doing legit shit mm-hmm. and then would actually bribe. The processors were like, I'd take, I'll take, i take you if you're doing an isolate. I'm like, so you want, if I have no benefits, then you'll process my money. But if I'm doing it properly, uh, adhering to the mm-hmm. entourage effect, then yes. your like and and then I got hoodwinked by a processor in China. I got hoodwinked by T1 out of UK. They oh, stole money from me straight up.
1: It's um, unregulated. That's why it's 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 really sad and it's disgusting because it, it truly is medicine and people. They I anytime I go to a, any doctor whatsoever, I always ask them. I said, "What what's the largest system that we have in the human body? What's the largest?" Is they and the funny thing is these doctors. Doctors, they'll tell me oh, the, shit. They'll say the skin. They say the, I'm like your skin's an organ, and they're like, oh yeah, 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 you're right. I'm like the largest system we have in our body is our endocannabinoid system, receptors for cannabinoids for all these things that are inside the cannabis plant. Maybe smoking and inhaling the cannabis isn't the healthiest way mm-hmm. to consume it. It's better than but, a
3: vape, in my oh, without
1: opinion. a doubt. But but oh, yeah. but but, but uh, that's probably the there. the only unhealthy part about consuming the plant is. Uh, inhaling the hot smoke into your lungs other than that our body absorbs all of ca- all of those cannabinoids and give us gives us tons and tons of medicinal benefits and some we haven't even discovered um but Maybe before we get off on the whole because we
2: day instead of fentanyl
1: we we don't have nice. we don't have a ton of time, and I, I want to cram in a, a a a ton of stuff. We'll have to have you back, but I want to get <laughs> yeah, back to love Ma- to come back to Maurice. Uh, so Maurice. one thing that Maurice said to me is not said to me said said in the documentary that really rung out to me was the fact that he said, I think the the fix is in or the family is involved because I find it very weird that they haven't reached out to me, the the last person who was with their son, their brother, their father, their family <laughs> member. Alive and they don't want to find out the details for me. They haven't even asked for his belongings back that really uh, Hit it hit hard for me. I was like that's really weird Like I even said to my girlfriend. I said I said babe like imagine your brother died and he was with his good friend You wouldn't want to ask him what he knew or what he saw beforehand like right. uh, our good friend Justin who uh, owned cannabis, who owns serious CBD the host of cannabis in combat I was very close to him. I wasn't there the last day he died, but I was there, you know, the the days before and the weeks before. And everybody's like, yo, James, what was he like? Like, what was going on in his head right before? So I could only imagine what his family's thinking. And they didn't do any of that.
3: Yeah. They didn't do any of that. So... Can you elaborate on what Maurice was saying? Yeah, I want to just answer your questions to why I dedicated it to him. Oh, yeah, 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 please. So he wanted to write a book. And he felt like everyone threw him under the bus and he wasn't, I was grateful that he was talking to me, but we have different opinions clearly, but we connected. And and I, I didn't initially he was skittish with me and then, you know, he was calling me mama and like checking on me. And like, I saw how like even the court, he, he, was so smooth and collected, like he was way more chill than I would have been with those crooks and the court. Um, And so it was a dedication of like, like Maurice helps me see how only some black lives matter and shows me the hypocrisy because no one came to help him and he didn't get a GoFundMe page. And he rightly, you know, it's like if he's like, hey, whether you like it or not, I was with the guy so mm-hmm. where's my cut? Sure, yeah. yeah. Why not? Give him, give him, give him some money. Everybody else but got
2: paid. While right. so- some some bystander takes some video, wins a Pulitzer, And 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 has almost eight hundred thousand dollars in a GoFundMe. I mean, and 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 it's wild the the grift and the amount of money these people are making. I, I mean, mean,
1: forget about BLM and all the properties and. Uh, right. money that they've made and haven't helped one black neighborhood or even one black person. Nope. Uh,
2: black Lives you know. Matter took this what? George Floyd event and they exploited it to the max and they have done nothing yeah. before.
0: And Man- isn't it <laughs> interesting
3: that Maurice, it's more like Maurice's comments. He doesn't know my full view. Like I just told him I did a documentary. He hasn't seen it. I only get five minutes with him. How? What kind of fucking conversation can we have? I have right. to pay on JPay. I was just writing him back because we got cut off. Um, But let's just say Maurice said, you know, he said to me, Mimi, in black and white, I read like a piece of shit. And then I said, yeah, I thought you were a piece of shit. So I suspected that he was a snitch. And I did a FOIA. I got his files. I was like, oh, my God, I'm right. He was a snitch for a hot minute and then stopped cooperating. And then there was his number and then I call and then he picks up and he thinks I'm a Washington Post reporter and he tries to sell me footage of him and George at Chuck E. Cheese. And he's like, talk to your, talk to your wow. team. And I'm like, yeah, I want so to jail lady me. over here, my team. Um, yeah, I'll talk to my team. And no problem. Uh, hmm?
1: no problem. I'll get
2: on that. <laughs> How long is he in jail for?
3: Well, he wasn't in jail when I called him. But he's in jail now. He just got sentenced, like, I don't know, a month ago, three weeks ago. And I will for five years for a 2019 charge of ironically choking his baby mama. Oh. And having a gun in a locker at the Salvation Army. So they used it to dangle over his head, I think now. And uh, the day after we did an exclusive two-hour two interview, which is on Rumble, it happened on the day of the, the second anniversary, as fate would have it, the next very next day there was a warrant for his arrest and they arrested him. And then it was hinted to me like, did you ever think, Miriam, that maybe it's because of your calls that they're... So if he was determined to be a loose end for speaking out the weird thing is he thinks if the floyd family had given the government their blessing and said yeah take care of maurice that that that's all it needed and i was like maurice do you think that the floyd family are the royals or something it's Uh, the government it's the government that's calling the shots but you know, now we're recorded on the phone. I only get five minutes. I have to wait maybe five years to have a real conversation and to share the film, which might piss him off. Right. Because, you know, so I don't, you know, I felt a little bit, interestingly, that I felt a little guilty because I do care about him and I'm pissed that they took his son away, that CPS took his son away, vaccinated him. And uh, oh. that the system doesn't give a shit. And I want to say, and I've said it in other interviews when he was sentenced, that I had the Zoom call and you, I was hearing the judge like umming more than Jen Psaki and just treating him like he wasn't even in the room. Um, um, I hope, yeah, I hope a good future for you. Just like so inauthentic, didn't give a shit about yeah. him. And at the very end, like I had to, monitor myself because i didn't want to further fuck his life you know I, his sentencing but at the end i unmuted myself and i said you all made excuses for george floyd's career criminal existence and addictions but it seems that only some black lives matter you guys are all a bunch of fucking hypocrites and then they <laughs> they can't the whole zoom call and
1: pew. Yeah. Mute.
3: yep I, I shut it down mofos
1: love it I shut yeah. it down well, we need we need people like you that are going to go in there and 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 say what it is because otherwise they're going to continue to continue to pull, do it and no one's going to hold them accountable and no one's going to notice that okay. there th- this is this is not just a one a one time incident and it was uh multifaceted like you said there's a lot of layers to the onion um cuz it wasn't just what happened uh, at that on that day, it, it, it's what followed as well in the courts uh, with the investigations. No one was asking any questions. No one was getting to the bottom of who called the police, why they were called in the first place, why that many police officers showed up for a counterfeit dollar. Uh, it, uh, uh, there was so many. Qu- I, I left that documentary with more questions than I got answers. Honestly, it's the second
3: uh, time that that's great. That my I did an interview earlier today, and, and Sarah Westall said the same thing. But rest assured uh, that I'm working f- feverishly to finish this book and that there will be a lot more answers because this is just the timeline and there's a whole world around this and a lot more that I couldn't fit in. And I just wanted to adhere to chron- chronology. Um, sorry, what? I didn't mean to Cut no, that's off. okay,
1: though, because we're we're, cu- we're coming up on the, the hour-time limit that we have today, un- unfortunately, and that's a great place to leave it off. When do you think uh, the book is going to be finished? Do you have any timeline whatsoever, or is it still just a lot of work uh, that has to be done? No,
3: it's more like I had a I was going to send in a draft before I leave to NarcoPulco in Mexico, and as I mentioned, I'm being ousted of my home. Uh, they're turning it into an Airbnb or want to hike the— the rent up, so that's very jostling, and I literally, I literally don't know where I'm gonna go next. I, I don't know if I'm gonna stay in the country. So, as a result, I'm not gonna have my setup, and mm-hmm. uh, con- I'm, I've not been able to concentrate because, like, I'm literally packing for two trips at once. So, I was going to aim for April. I really want to be done. I'm 85 percent done. It's just a lot of. Uh, you know, I have about three more chapters
1: left. Definitely keep us posted, and maybe that's when we'll have to have you come back on when that when that book is is getting wrapped will up.
3: Yeah, happy day.
1: And for we'd me, love me. either way. We'd love to have you back on because uh, you're you're a blast and you're a wealth of information. Uh, okay. Tell everybody where they could find you. The documentary is at at uh, GeorgeFloydDocumentary dot com. But where can they find you? Your podcast and all the work that you're doing.
3: Thank you, James. Thank you, Ellen, for having me. Anytime. And, uh, I appreciate it. You can, I've been digitally restored after two years and 10 appeals on Twitter. So I am back at, at Miriam People were like, Oh, it's glad to see her back, but I never left. I was B lady 17. Um, so Miriam Hanein and, uh, is where you could see, have a show on Fridays at 11 called truth lives here. It's on Rockfin. It's on, it's on rumble. And, uh, I think who did I just, I just interviewed Aman Jabi about digital surveillance and LED lights and transhumanism and uh, fascinating. And uh, then also just, just interviewed Dr. Braun about the venom peptides and wow, what a fascinating man. So those are coming up and then I'm leaving to go and speak about how I reversed lupus and fibromyalgia. And then I'm also screening my movie in Mexico And, uh, please, you can check out the movie for, you could just rent it for $4.99. You can subscribe to my movies plus, if it wasn't for my movies plus, I literally wouldn't have a way to try to recuperate my, my costs. Um, Mm -hmm. and then I also have a gifts and go. And, and so any support you can pre-order the book, you can go to my site and, and, uh, I like an energy exchange. So I have a book. That's about Tavistock by John Coleman that is only $500 on Amazon, but you can donate for as uh, little as much as you want and get the book and uh, realize this Intel global think tank brainwashing operation, social engineering, and try to learn how things are really operating behind the scenes a wild
1: world back there yeah it's a wild
2: wild world i just found
1: you on twitter i just followed you thank you yeah i'm I'm, I'm doing the same as well i
3: I offered you guys the links so i appreciate your input on the movie and that you guys have you know done your own research come to similar different uh, observations about the fuckery yeah. Involving George Floyd because mm-hmm. it ushered in a color revolution. And I would say it even got a more. They tried to use it to get more vaccines into the arms of black people.
1: Oh, 100 percent. They knew they knew how skeptical black people were about the, the medical industry because the Tuskegee experiment and, and so many others. We The list goes on and on. That's not the only yeah. one. But uh, you're absolutely right. And it's it's been one psyop up on top of another. Uh, with this whole entire event and they used it. It was a very multifaceted tool for the, the global global elite and the deep state and the cabal, whatever you want to call them, uh, these evil fucks will uh, try to control <laughs> yeah. everything. Uh, that's all, all I could say about them, the, as Sam likes to call them, the masters of the universe. Um, that's mm. really what, really what they are. Uh, so, Marianne, we really appreciate Thank you. you. <laughs> definitely got to set something up to have you come back yes. on, talk some transhumanism, truck some Hollywood, yeah. and, and finish and, up this uh, conversation. Yeah. Um, good luck with your move and uh, finding out where you're, where you're going to end up. <laughs> and sure. Good luck. Yeah, good luck. I'm yeah. sure it's going to be a blast. And please keep us posted uh, as to when the book's going to come out so we can we can let everybody know and let our 100 people that see our stories on Instagram know. Because uh, we're so censored <laughs> and shadow banned. It's ridiculous.
3: <laughs> it's, well, it's absolutely you know, insane. be the people.
1: Oh, here we go, freezing again. Oh, no,
2: as soon as she said, We the people,
1: I uh, they hate us, they hate us because they ain't us. As soon as well, what they, happens, I'm,
3: I'm oh. not a
2: oh, well, she coming not back fan sing of by the No, they're
1: not, no, they're not a fan of us either. As you can see, my camera keeps flickering. I don't know, we're, we're doing all these tests to try to figure out as to why <laughs> this happens. Nothing, hey, she,
2: she, she's still here. Are you still
1: yeah,
3: there? She's I'm yeah, here? She's, I'm here. Yeah.
2: Oh, I can't I'm hear. Still her.
3: here. I'm still here.
2: <laughs> she's still here. I hear. Um, I I I can't hear her. So maybe I don't think she's oh. coming through. But anyway. Okay, um, I'll
3: let you guys. I let you guys go. Keep keep on keeping on. God bless you. Yeah, I can't you.
1: hear her at all. You 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 as well, Miriam. Thank you so much thank for coming you. on. And, and please please be in touch. Uh, we'll we'll, I will. we'll get together again soon. Okay. Yeah, thank
3: you. Bye bye.
1: Anytime. God bless.
3: Bye. Bye. You too.
1: So, uh, I know technology loves us. They absolutely love us. No, and she, she, she did a fantastic job on the documentary and 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 putting it in chronological order. And and she's got a wealth of knowledge. And uh, I
2: appreciate everything that she's done because yeah, it's so- it's it's definitely a good a good a good. It's good for people to see the movie to see the the timeline in order and come up with their own. Like I don't, I don't necessarily agree with the whole psyop operation. Like a matter of fact, I don't. But I like seeing the entire timeline take place. I, I, I think it well, was uh, I, I think it was a, a really fucked up situation where a guy resisted. He was high. Um, and whatever whatever the dealings were in the in the background that maybe were going on. But um, this event was was immediately when it happened the powers that be that saw this happen immediately went into overdrive saying, we need to grab this and push this narrative now because we have COVID that's just starting. I mean, literally Mm -hmm. the next day, they were going into lockdowns.
1: Mask mandates was the very next day.
2: We can use this for Mm -hmm. lockdowns, mandates, masks, and COVID and vaccines and race wars and racist cops. This is gonna be amazing. Donald Trump is the president. We can completely destroy him with this and it's going to be great and that's
0: where
2: so i'm i'm kind
1: of in between I, I i i i agree with that that take as well that they took that the powers that be took it and used it uh to their advantage and um part of me though part of me though seeing sees the guy waving his hand on and those people walking in the in unison it was really eerie just watching that happen, uh, how they because you could see Darnella, she was trying to hide, and all of a sudden they all walked up at the same time. Then the fact that Derek Chavon and George Floyd worked together—that was never talked about or mentioned uh, you really at, at all between between the officers. Like I feel like Derek Chavon, like oh I know this guy, like let me see if I could talk to him.
2: Oh, so maybe maybe that was, maybe because Derek Chavon Chiv- knew George Floyd. You had Mister Adam from the 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 convenience store who maybe was involved in this major money laundering with a uh, counterfeit money operation with the Mexican cartels. Derek Chavon was involved in it and he was a crooked cop. And again, maybe they, they didn't mean for George Floyd to die. They would just, they, we're going to pin him, this on him. He's already he's already got a, a career of... Uh, 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 of criminality, mm-hmm. we'll get him arrested. He'll go through the system. They'll see his past, and then boom, the real corruption can start because we can hammer him yes. as the small guy of this bigger operation. Yes. So, we're in the? I,
1: I can I could definitely see that being the motive as to why they did what they did. Um, but nothing
2: came of that big operation if there was
1: one anyway. So. So, but but we don't we don't we don't necessarily know that. I and the, could be the player. I I'd be very interested to see what Mr. Adam his role is because I feel like there's so many questions about Mr. Adam and uh, why the cops were called because uh, apparently George and Maurice were regulars, like they know who the fuck they are. Like the fact that Maurice was constantly saying like, "Yo, ask Mr. Adam. He knows yeah. who I am. Like, I'm cool. I'm chill. I'm cool." Mr. Adam
2: like, never called them by name. He called them that guy and the bigger guy. It, it, he never exactly
1: exactly and they were apparently regulars like they were they were regulars at the spot so uh, all of that di- didn't add up to me and it, it didn't pass the smell test on top of all of the other things that are on uh, uh going on like they they said that he wasn't a, a resisting and yet that video like he was re, he was not going in that car he's a big dude he was or not going
2: really resisting he was absolutely resisting absolutely
1: resist but they'll they'll never show that footage they'll never show that footage like there's people filming the camera filming at that point and they'll never show that footage and it was just totally fine and the fact and that I wanted I wanted to, I wanted to ask.
2: Derek Chauvin's neck was not on his knee the entire time. It was some of it, but most of the time, if you saw the, when you see the other angle, it's on the top of his shoulder blade. Yeah. He wasn't crushing his trachea.
1: No, no. And, and at the end of, the, at the end of the day, they should have, they should have checked for, you know, proof of life at, at a certain point. I agree with that. Like that narrative I agree with, like, they should have been like,
2: as soon as the guy on the, on the bystanders was like, he's not moving. Now again, Derek Chauvin's at the head and who knows what kind of, what, what, what his outlook on the whole thing was, but at least one of the cops should have, even if they had to move Derek Chauvin out of the way, should have checked his alertness and at least checked to see if he was breathing and had a pulse. 100 yes. percent, and that is somewhere one place that they completely fucked up uh I, I i don't you know it- whether
1: you od or not they should have checked like yo is this guy still conscious and alive because he was screaming ranting and raving five minutes ago and now he's completely silent um i i agree with that but but I, another question i have is why was even derek chauvin called he was supposed to be off that day why was he not um, why were those well, questions I, not answered? Right. I um, mean,
2: it, it could have been, he, he switched with somebody maybe because, nah, the, yeah, but those are still questions
1: that, 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 that should be asked. Those are still questions that should be asked and answered as to why he was called. Like why, why all these officers were called for a, for a, well, no, uh, they,
2: they, they weren't all, I don't think they were, they weren't all assigned because there was a guy with a, with a bill. Eventually they had well, two ex-
1: cop oh. cars. So four officers were there initially. That's right. why they were and that. And the initial call was for the counterfeit bill. Why would four
2: officers Hold show on. up? Hold on. Hold on. Was it confirmed? Did they have the response record and see if, cause if there were two cars doubled up, were there, were there two cars assigned initially? Because if there were two cars assigned initially, and they were both doubled up okay is that their response protocol or was one car assigned the other car not too far away and they said to each other because this happens a lot too especially in the ambulances saying hey they got that job over on this corner let's go take a ride and see if they're at right if they need any help and then they just show up were that were those cars actually uh, assigned? But, but- I
1: know I, those could be, and those could be the answers. Those right. absolutely could, but those are not, those are not proof. We don't have evidence of that. Were they
2: like, in court? Cause I didn't follow any of the court. So, so
1: and, well, this is again, I wish we had some more time with, with, with Maryam. Cause I, these are some of the questions that I, I, I wanted to ask her. And another question I wanted to ask her, and this is why everybody needs to watch the documentary. It's fantastic. Um, But uh, the other question I wanted to ask her is if she had an opportunity to ask Maurice why when the cops initially asked him about who owned the car and he's like, oh, I don't know. And then and then uh, later on, he was like, oh, this is so and so's car. And he was naming her by name Uh, if he if she had an opportunity to discuss that with him and and what he he might have said, because I I I get both points of view like, you know, cops asking you questions like we tell people shut the fuck up.
2: Don't want like to don't, answer. Maybe he didn't want to answer. He played dumb. Yeah, exactly.
1: Don't say answered. anything. You can very, you're allowed to do that. And, and, and I, but I was wondering if she had asked him.
2: Cause that was one thing as soon as that was said. And she's like, Oh, cause she says in the documentary, she's narrating like, Oh, you'll find out later that he's lying and that he actually knows who owns the car. And to me that, that was not even a, a, It wasn't even worth looking at that further because he's being questioned by the cops and he's being vague and doesn't... No, I don't know whose car it is because, listen, I... I would say the same thing, yeah, yeah. And then later on when he has the opportunity, no, 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 this is so-and-so's car. I mean, it's not like another, like an aha got you moment, you're a liar. It's I'm not telling him or I'm going to purposely deceive the police. Mm -hmm. Let's remember this guy, Maurice, is a bag-of-shit criminal as well with a heavy...
1: Who's in Uh, jail for putting his hands around his baby mama's neck. Like that's why he's in jail. Um, It's, you know,
2: half a dozen of the other, who knows what this one's saying is true. Who knows what this one's saying is true. A hundred percent,
1: a hundred percent. But you know, some of the things that he did say, like, like I I had mentioned with, with the fact to George Floyd's family, like there's no reason to make something up like that. Like that, that, that to me is like a little odd. Like why, why wouldn't they want to know, what happened or what was going on or like, yo, Mo, did you, did you give George drugs? Whether he tells the truth or not? Like, like, if right. it was, if it was my brother, I would want to find out who was with him, why they were with them, what they were doing. Like when, Ju- when Justin passed away, I wanted to find out what he was doing, who he was hanging out with.
2: Right. Yeah. They you didn't know. even ask him. His family didn't even get nah. to go to him and say, Hey, you were the last one with him. Like what, what was going on that day? Yeah. Which is Which very I, odd. <laughs> Me. I, I, and, and, and the son, the son,
1: you know, being told what to say. That was also very odd. Um, I don't know how
2: odd it was because now the person that was telling him, they were doing an interview. The guy just lost his father. And I believe he was being advised by one of the attorneys. To me, that really wasn't a, he was trying to get him through the interview. And as, as one of the, if that was one of the attorneys, which it probably was, it's not an abnormal thing for something like that to happen, especially during an interview.
1: I I, 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 It's not like he was saying anything bad. Like, why would no. you need someone to tell you? Like, you're like, if any, if anything, I would believe like he was so emotionally distraught that he couldn't get the words out. Like, that's, I, what, but
2: that's what lawyers are there for. They want to make sure that they're that, that, that Remember, it's about optics. Why
1: would the son need a lawyer? Why would the son need a lawyer?
2: Maybe it's not. No, I'm talking about. It's probably the family's lawyer. If it's the family's attorney, the attorney's running the show. And if and if someone from the family is going to be given an interview or a press conference, you know, sure as shit, if it's one or five attorneys, one or all of them are going to be there to make sure it's not going off the rails and to make sure that you're not saying something you shouldn't be saying and that you're just.
1: But what 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 would he have to say? Like it was it was just to be a, it's supposed to be a heartfelt message, like.
2: To make sure it didn't go off the rails because the media, the media could have overwhelmed him or whoever it was. That's an attorney's job is to I understand that, him. but
1: like that situation didn't arise. Like I can understand if the media started asking some off questions, like he was literally just making a statement like, Hey, hey like attorney- no, 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 no no, son should be without his father. Like all these simple, simple statements that even if the attorney was there could have coached him to say beforehand or like given him the gist to say beforehand and allowed it,
2: him to say it nothing abnormal about it it's again it's again the attorney is counseling the family and making there was sure. no emotion
1: behind the kid's statement there was nothing there was absolutely nothing like i i i i go on says i, you, I, I you don't know
2: I, huh says you you don't know you were you could I mean, look at him he, so you was no emotion you would, you would say the same thing about me at friends of mine whose eulogies I've given, who have been killed, you would say the same thing about me. There's absolutely no emotion. That's just how I am. Like, I'm not sitting there sobbing or stuttering my words. I'm just talking. Like, literally, that's how I am. So it's it, – it, yeah, but, yeah, you're,
1: you're, but, Alan, you're not normal. Like, that's the thing. Like, like you're not – you're
2: Well, you know, this kid's
1: not normal. It's, it's, okay, it's, 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 it's very possible, but it's rare. It's very, very rare. And how much was George Floyd in this guy's in this kid's life? He was a grown well, that, ass kid. That's what I mean, I'm saying. Like, at all.
2: It's optics. The exact, listen, we need you to talk to these people. Don't worry about it. I got you. I'll tell you what to say. It's not uncommon. In, in any means of the, it's not uncommon at all. You see it all the time. And if you look and pay attention to other interviews, especially what it has to do with something where they're trying to push that narrative of race, there is always a, an attorney whispering in somebody's ear within an earshot of what they should be saying or what maybe they shouldn't be saying. It, 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 it's everything's so wild. fake and gay. Everything especially is so fake and gay with that attorney, Ben Crump, and I couldn't see who that individual was. I couldn't tell who it was, but if it was that lawyer, Ben Crump, then it, it, he does that every time when he's involved in one of these big race tri- uh, uh, race issues, he parachutes in like Al Sharpton, and he's right there in whoever's ear he needs to be in to make sure he's directing the narrative to where it needs to be for his his clients or whatever—it's just a you know, how and it's how most attorneys operate in in situations like that.
1: Uh, I, there's just a lot of a lot of questions that don't pass the smell test, and you know, that you, your answer could could very well be the answer, Alan. It, it absolutely could. It's definitely in 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 the realm of possibility, and it is most likely the answer. But
0: uh, if you, I you put two- you,
1: you put all the things to get isolated, sure, maybe, absolutely but you put all of the things together into the context of what happened all together. There's too many of those. There's too many. That's my thing. Like there's, there's just too many things that don't, don't pass a smell test. Like one thing, two things, maybe even three things you're like, okay, that could be the case. But there's, there's tons and dozens of these scenarios and coincidences in this story that are just like, mm. And I agree They they, they, they saw this story and they ran with it, but something, something just doesn't add up and I can't put my finger on it. And, uh, and your, 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 your theory, both theories could be very well, right. They could be a combination of both with the money laundering, the government, et cetera. There, there's a lot of things that, that, that could play. But the one thing I did notice in the video that really, really stood out to me, Alan, it was like, I saw it. I was like, Wow. Wow, and that was a dollar eighty nine gas. It was a dollar.
0: I
2: said the same thing. I said, <laughs> and you barely saw the sign across the street. You you fucking barely saw it. Me and my wife it. it, and I said, "Holy shit!" She's like, "What?" And I paused it. I said, "Yes, a dollar fucking 89 i gas. That's
1: the one thing I noticed in that video that I was like, "Wow."
2: The, of the whole documentary is fucking the dollar yes, for <laughs> 89. Hey, thanks Donald Trump. I mean, what's going on here? Dollar 89 for gas. I couldn't believe it. I was like, Oh man, that was a good day. Good day. Dollar 89 gas. Oh, and and I have to be completely honest. Like I thought the documentaries were very well put together. There's a lot of questions, a lot of stuff that people should look at and see everyone should watch the documentary, spend the four 99 and rent it. You want to know more about George Floyd, especially whether you, were, because there were people in my Facebook chat, like, uh, you know, um it's funny, like so 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 some people are just uh you know, angry trolls. You know, uh this guy Darren, um uh, Derek Chauvin killed him and that's that. Uh uh and he's like not a George fan, but Chauvin killed him. Trump lost, so did Carrie Lake. The earth is round. Yeah, who cares? I know the earth is round. I don't give a shit about Carrie Lake. I'm not talking about Donald Trump. No, he's just a a fucking troll. Yeah, he's just a you're just like, a fucking moron, Darren Meyer. But I'm glad you're here, and um, I would imagine that um, you're 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 a very angry person, and that you're um you're probably not uh-oh, really. Oh, retard yeah. alert! Yeah. Retard alert, class. Basically, is um, He's the thing Is is I don't really we don't really care what you think, and uh, I really think your mother should have swallowed. So how about that, Darren? Anyway, um, I don't really care how. George Floyd died. Like, I, it's it's horrible to say. Is it though? I, I I don't I don't care. Um. I. I care about what the government, what politicians, and what the mainstream media turned it into, and literally caused. I mean, borderline the starting of, like. A color revolution,
1: like a full blown
2: yeah, yeah, like like it, it, so many things that they exploited. And I don't, I, I'm not, I'm not feeling sorry for George Floyd or his family. I'm not, I'm sorry, but they exploited him, his family, and his legacy of being a criminal, making money, making policy, controlling people, uh, vilifying mm-hmm. police departments vilifying white people vilifying the sitting president of the united states vilifying anybody who might consider themselves a republican or or anything else anybody who
1: said he 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 had enough fentanyl in his system to to kill a horse um was labeled these people like like the toxicology report speaks for itself right
2: i mean you know, that's well,
1: all you need to see is the tox report. That's all you need to see. Whether 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 it was Derek Chauvin that that helped assist in 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 uh, that overdose, he was going to overdose at some point in that day anyway.
2: I think, I, I I think the struggle with the police in general, and that whole anxiety driven episode with getting in the car. First of all, I think they should, and I'm not Monday night quarterbacking like you know the the cops, but. They had him in the car, they should have closed the doors, put the air on, and uh and 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 just, hey, that's it. Next stop is is going to jail for booking. I I would have never taken him out of the car. And and I've talked to a lot of cops. I'm friends with a lot of cops, and a lot of them agreed and said the same thing. Like once he was in that car and they were able to get the clo- the doors closed, who gives a shit? Get the air, you know, the air conditioner on and just get him out of there. Um I, I that probably probably still be alive and be in in jail now. Yeah, I don't
1: understand what what it was five or six officers trying to shove this guy in the car, and they couldn't do it. I don't get I, it
2: i i think I think that that struggle with him resisting and then pulling him out of the car again exacerbated his body overdosing with all of the drugs in his system. I don't think it was because. You know, the because again, if you look at the video of the if you watch the documentary and you see the different angles, you will see that Derek Chauvin's knee was not on his neck in his airway the entire time. George Floyd was talking the entire time. Mm-hmm. The entire time he was talking, he was yelling, he was talking until he wasn't. And at that time, you saw, and the other time, his leg was at the top of his uh, shoulder blade applying pressure and the tip of his kneecap was like touching the back of his neck. Like he wasn't on his neck or his throat. That one angle they kept showing, it looked that way. But then when you looked at the other angles, I think the two other angles you saw that it wasn't. And unfortunately that wasn't played. Why? Because that's what they wanted you to see. Yep. That exactly. is, really that, that it, uh, you know, it's funny, they accuse like Project Veritas for deceptively editing videos. And he and and he doesn't. He pops up on people and surprises them. The media, we know this time and time again. Mm-hmm. And you could talk about Donald Trump's speeches, you could talk about Ron DeSantis's speeches, you could talk about so many other speeches and things happening that they are deceptively edited and then played to show the public, no, this is what was said. But then when you go back and you actually see the whole clip, there are actually people that will like, oh, no, no, but the mainstream media said this, but here's the whole clip where now when you watch this documentary, you can see it from every angle and the timeline. Even if, listen, if you think George Floyd died of an overdose or you think George Floyd was murdered by the Minneapolis Police Department, this documentary is for you because it does not take sides. It shows you everything and gives you, the information to ask it, your own questions.
1: That's what I loved about it the most. It put everything together: the entire timeline from the video footage inside the store, from across the street, the body cam footage, uh, all the cell phone footage. It put it all together in chronological order, so you can make your own decision as to what had happened. And when you when you see the whole thing unfold, like I said, one of the wh- most people only saw the the footage from the cell phone that won the Pulitzer prize. That's the right. only footage that people see. And 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 they don't realize how he was acting beforehand. How, like even the, the, the footage that came out of him fo- with his mouth foaming and they were pulling him out of the car. Like we didn't see that till months, if not a, a year or two later, uh, it, it, we didn't see that right away. So this, this really shows everything like him in the store, what he was doing. The one thing that I saw that, miriam put it pointed out was when maurice went and grabbed the 20 bill out of george's hand in the store to try to use um you know that's another question um you know there, there's yeah. there's all of these things that we didn't even see happen you literally see siobhan's car pull up a, as the struggle is already happening like how did he get to be the top guy like there's there's so many good and camera angles that that most people haven't seen and it's a great way to check it out Uh, And and learn for yourself and come up with your own opinion. Uh, That's that's the most important thing. Think for yourself. Find out what you think. Seeing that just further made me believe the things that I had already believed and added a few more questions to those things. Um, Watching uh, that
2: entire documentary solidifies what I say almost every time I'm on a show is believe nothing of what you hear and half of what you see. And this was a perfect example of it. Because mm-hmm. you get to see everything and you realize it if you've only watched what the news was showing and the clips, no matter what where you get your news from, they're all showing the same footage. They weren't showing all of the footage.
1: Not no, not even a third of it.
2: Now, how many people even in court? Right. Like how many people saw the footage? of him dancing across the street. How many people saw the footage of him? I know the footage of him like dancing in the store. I think was, was or pretty sitting popular.
1: against the wall when the cop put him against the wall, having the conversation against the wall. Like how many people right. saw that footage? Like we saw, we saw like CCT footage of that cop. And we always were asking like, yo, where was that cop when Derek Chavon was kneeling on him? Uh, right. that cop just disappeared. Like there, a lot of people didn't even know the timeline as to how Derek Chavon got into that situation. A lot of people were like, yo, this guy was, the, the responding officer and all of a sudden Derek Chavon's the guy like all the conspiracies that went around with that like there was so many things that that um we haven't seen uh on mainstream media or even alternative media that were pointed out and it was a great a great uh documentary put together so go to george floyd rent yeah. it rented at $4.99 it's fantastic definitely check it out
2: there's also uh, the other website that I think you can rent it or buy it directly. It's mymoviesplus.com. Yeah, just- mymoviesplus.com as well. Um, George Floyd, the real timeline. Just look it up. And it's uh it's quite interesting.
1: It's a fantastic documentary. Uh, but Alan, it was a fun, fun show. Uh, Marion was a great guest. Go check her out. Go give her a follow on Twitter, check out her podcast. Uh The Truth Lives Here. And shout out to our sponsors, my Patriots Cigars. Go to mypatrionCigars.com. Code WPRUSA for 15% off. They are the best smokes on the market. Not only are, they, are you supporting a Patriot-owned business, but you're smoking a fantastic cigar. So go to mypatriotCigars.com, get a sample pack, or get a full box. Uh, my favorite is the Mark 48. Every day smoke. I could smoke that thing two, three times a day. Um, <laughs> but I really could, dude. Like every time I smoke one, I'm like, man, I wish that wasn't done. I wish I had more. Like, it was just like one of those cigars that never finish. Like, it just keeps going. Um, the never-ending cigar. I really enjoy it. Go to my page, cigars.com code WPRUSA for 15% off. Also, Kush Cream's number one topical in the game. 21-time Cannabis Cup award winning. This stuff is amazing. Go to kushcreams.com, code WPRUSA or great 1776 for 15% off your order uh check them out and Sirius CBD go to serious-cbd.com get the number one CBD on the planet we were talking about it earlier all the benefits that go along with it this CBD is completely lab tested it's full spectrum go to serious-cbd.com code wprusa for 15% off your order alan it was a lot of fun we'll be back friday same bad time same bad channel 8:30 uh it's just me and alan gang banging on the government just like everybody likes uh, your yep. favorite domestic terrorists will be back. Lots to talk about. We haven't talked about in, in two weeks. We'll probably give you some updates on the whole Natalie story because these cocksuckers still haven't responded. These no, bastards.
2: They're, they're not going to. They, they, no, they're, they're cowards. They, they, they still work, and that's cowards. it. Cowards. Cowards. That's just how uh, you know, people are Eddie, in space. Eddie, my
1: life. man, we appreciate you coming in from South Philly, tuning in every week on Twitch. Uh, you're the fucking man. I see you. He, he's in your DMs, too, dude. He he reaches out to you all the time. Uh, Eddie is the man. <laughs> In what DMs? Uh, he says he reaches out to you. I talk to him from time to time. Does he, wait, wait, uh, Eddie three three three, E D D
2: E three three three. It's possible. I'm a little retarded. We I Chuck am too, dude. I okay. am too. But
1: I I have talked to him enough where I I, I now remember. And he's been sh- he's been showing up in the chat every week. So I I I had to give my man a shout out. He's a fucking Chuck, legend. We got,
2: Chuck, we got Chuck over at Facebook too. He's he's on every week. Yeah, Chuck. We oh, have, Chuck's my guy. I like Chuck. We had uh, we had overall. I don't get rumbles Rumble's got to pick it up you people on rumble you got to tell people to watch on rumble getter is kicking ass we had almost two thousand people watching on getter
1: i know they don't yeah, chat, my, but... my man scorpion's in here we had brandy the whole squad's here yeah but rumble's trash dude i fucking hate rumble i really do it's it's trash
2: rumble, uh, rumble, ha- rumble we have to embrace rumble rumble has to be the place because they're really I, no I, I know place. i know
1: but i I, I i love our foxhole fam foxhole's been going oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. sergeant sparky liana uh in the the bushes secret weapon a bunch of people in here in the in the the foxhole chat
2: not everybody can be on foxhole you know you you could
1: be on it you could be as a a profile but you can't can't get on we got to figure out how to get Alan. we got to figure out how to get get alan on on the foxhole channel on his own channel uh we'll figure that out uh maybe maybe actually what we can do we'll figure it out we'll talk off air but uh but yeah, dude, um, fun, fun Tuesday. We'll be, back. we'll be back on Friday. Come and hang out and join the chat. We'll be on the government. Until next time, guys, where we go one, we go all.
4: Our movement is about replacing a failed and corrupt political establishment with a new government controlled by you, the American people. The Washington establishment and the financial and media corporations that fund it, exists for only one reason, to protect and enrich itself. The establishment has trillions of dollars at stake in this election. For those who control the levers of power in Washington, and for the global special interest, they partner with these people that don't have your good in mind. Our campaign represents a true existential and economic and foreign policies that have bled our country dry. The political establishment has brought about the destruction of our factories and our jobs as they flee to Mexico, China, and other countries all around the world. It's a global power structure that is responsible for the economic decisions that have robbed our working class, stripped our country of its wealth, And put that money into the pockets of a handful of large corporations and political entities. This is a struggle for the survival of our nation. And this will be our last chance to save it. This election will determine whether we're a free nation or whether we have only the illusion of democracy. But are in fact controlled by a small handful of global special interests rigging the system. And our system is rigged. This is reality. You know it, they know it, I know it, and pretty much the whole world knows it. The Clinton machine is at the center of this power structure. We've seen this firsthand in the WikiLeaks documents in which Hillary Clinton meets in secret with international banks to plot the destruction of U.S. sovereignty in order to enrich these global financial powers, her special interest friends, and her donors. Honestly, she should be locked up. The most powerful weapon deployed by the Clintons is the corporate media, the press. Let's be clear on one thing. The corporate media in our country is no longer involved in journalism. They're a political special interest, no different than any lobbyist or other financial entity with a total political agenda. And the agenda is not for you. It's for themselves. Anyone who challenges their control is deemed a sexist, a racist, a xenophobe. They will lie, lie, lie. And then again, they will do worse than that. They will do whatever is necessary. The Clintons are criminals, remember that. This is well documented. And the establishment that protects them has engaged in a massive cover-up of widespread criminal activity at the State Department and the Clinton Foundation in order to keep the Clintons in power. They knew they would throw every lie they could at me and my family and my loved ones. They knew they would stop at nothing to try to stop me. Nevertheless, I take all of these slings and arrows gladly for you. I take them for our movement so that we can have our country back. I knew this day would arrive. It's only a question of when. And I knew the American people would rise above it and vote for the future they deserve. I'm doing this for the people and for the movement, and we will take back this country for you, and we will make America great again.